In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We're all the way up to album 48. This is the greatest hits of Bob Marley and the Wailers. This is legend. Guys, have you heard about the new K-Rob Cruise? No. It was the only ship that didn't shut down during the pandemic. It didn't shut down? Yeah, and every deck on it is a poop deck. A lot of people don't realize that. That's one of the great things that people love about the cruise. (laughs) The poop deck cruise? Yeah, yeah, it was named by an eight-year-old who still thinks that's funny, and definitely not a 41-year-old man who also still thinks that's funny. It's very different than in your office when you have to go to a different floor for the poop deck. On this floor, you can just go to any floor. Every Every floor is the poop deck. So let's, guys, I got a little, uh, I got a little voicemail from the, or whatever. Do your own bit for this. I don't know. It's a cruise. Deal with it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the K-Rob Cruise. Don't forget about the deal we're having on the All You Can Drink special right now. And get out on that deck. We want to be tan and tasty, not pale and pasty. Today, we're starting summer by talking about a man who must be a carpenter and a plumber. Because not only is he a stud, but he's also laying a lot of pipe. Oh, yeah. The stud us. He's dating lots of people. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Russ is on a date, you know. Every single night. Yes. Doesn't want to get tied down. Yeah. Unless those knots are real tight. Oh. <laughs> Every night's a new woman, all right. And they all want relations. Yeah. Russ has a reputation. Tell, Tell me why. why. He gets more ass than a toilet at a gas station. <laughs> Russ and Russ. Sexy thought. He's dating lots of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time, but you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. I do want to say before I get into my funny bits that I wrote down, uh, I did record that song once again at the family cabin with like all my little nieces and nephews <laughs> right around. They must have liked like, it. It's more, it's more ass than a toilet seat at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, uh, this, these right here, I am here. This is Beck did it better. I'm Rob and I'm on Minnesota. I'm at the family cabin wow. and I'm here with my three little turds who are on my podcast. Ugh, I hate that word. I, turds? I hate that. That word just sets me podcast? off. But it's too yeah. funny to me to say it. So uh, we've got uh, Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Great, Rob. Great. Thank, thanks for having me. We got Russ in Minnesota. How are you doing, Russell? I'm great. To all our listeners out there, the road of life is rocky, and you may stumble too. So while you're listening to this podcast, Rob is judging you. Oh, always, Whew. always. I was talking to my parents about. It. I was like, somebody listen to our podcast for their podcast and they called in and I was so mad. My dad's like, well, what did he rate it? And I was like, well, he gave it five stars on iTunes. He's like, what's your problem? I was like, I don't know. 7.1. 
the weird combination of high self-esteem and very, very low, uh, no, high, Jesus Christ, what am I saying? I have low self-esteem and high expectations. There they go. <laughs> Through the edit, guys, that's going to sound awesome. Uh, and here we have Aaron in California, and Aaron who still thinks Britney should have a conservatorship. Aaron, how are you Aaron, doing? man, haven't you I seen the documentary? Following, Come on, man. I know. I'm really, that's a, a, that's going to be my next project. I got to get with it now. Uh, I'm doing great. You know, after we're done listening to this album, I made a bunch of really great Spotify playlists of great songs that I think should make it into the top 500. So maybe let's just start throwing great songs together and see if those are albums <laughs> oh, that make it under the oh, list. Oh, a little bit of a Guys. shot at Rolling Stone there, huh, Aaron? The yeah. theme of tonight is that Aaron hates this album. I do not. I love Aaron this album. Aaron hates music. <laughs> Listen, we we have a text chain where Aaron's like, I don't like that this is the greatest hits album. And we were like, Aaron hates his album. And that went on for like two days, not on the podcast, not for any content, literally just us making fun of Aaron just to make fun of Aaron. So I'm fired up, but I am excited to talk about Bob Marley. All right. Let's get into the voicemail. We got a voicemail. I wonder who's gotten more voicemails in their life, this podcast or my phone from ladies that I've gone on dates with. <laughs> so stupid. I can kiss my ass. Dumb shit listeners. They can't even tell what we're doing. I'm on one screen. God, listeners ask dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. All right. Before we get to a voicemail, I just want to address a couple texts I've gotten to the Bex line. First of all, I realize now that the Bex line is forwarding the text to my phone. Oh, no. So I've been getting all these texts about five-inch shorts, and I've never responded to them. But I realize that's like our <laughs> listeners texting me pictures of guys in shorts at a basketball court. So if that was you, I apologize. I thought that was like an actual text to me, and I was like, well, this is weird. Second of all, I did get one text saying, Russell, strap your hands, cross my engine. So that is not enough for us to see a picture of uh of course of russell on a um motorcycle on what on uh, what was it russell a motorcycle <laughs> uh, yes, but i did get a, a text from a listener yes. and it was a fanny pack that is looks like a human uh belly so it's like a fanny pack that's a has a belly button on it and then it's covered in hair and it looks like a hairy human belly I should get royalties for those, huh? The joke's on you, listener. I already bought that fanny pack for a white <laughs> elephant gift thing at school, so fuck off. I've already bought that. I'm way ahead of you. Oh, ooh, I think I'm so funny. Guess what? Get your own podcast. I'm already funnier than you. I bought that thing two years ago. Okay? <laughs> Dumb shit. Yes. I'm doing my humor through Amazon. All right. Let's get to the voicemails. This is Bill in Minnesota, and I'm probably about a dozen podcasts behind here, but Aaron and Matt talking about how great Billie Eilish music is, is such a flagrant pander to try and get their kids to think they're cool, and it discredits the entire show. Billie Eilish is a great self-made story, and good for her for that, but her music is also atrocious, and almost certainly being used by governments around the world to torture prisoners. Come on. I, I know this guy, yeah. I, I guarantee this guy is over 42, right? And I'm scared to say anything. I think this guy's. Let's just see what kind of old man take we can go with here. How can you not like this song? Listen to this. I mean, it's yeah. a bop. I mean, to be fair, yeah. isn't this the one that is played towards like a, a blinking light at a stop sign or what was it, yeah. Rob? Yeah, but you didn't know it until somebody told you. That's the I genius. Didn't know it. Of it. genius. Yeah, I didn't know it. Yeah. Guys, that's why we have this podcast. sound like an organ. It's really cool. Aaron and Matt, defend yourselves. Are you only acting like you like Billie Eilish so you can feel like you're part of the in crowd? I think I fully admitted that, you know, it's not. I, I still don't quite get Billie Eilish. I don't mind it. You know, like Rob said, that's a bopper. That's a banger. I don't. I never said it's a bopper. 
Ooh, it bops. <laughs> Don't do what I'm at the family. I heard. No, well, first of all, you're on a toilet. Big bopper, Aren't baby. you sitting on a toilet right now, too, Rob? I used to tour with Jerry Lee Lewis, baby. He used to date somebody way younger than Billie Eilish. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> no, I think Billie Eilish is ageless, right? No one knows exactly how old she is. She may not oh, even be boy. from this planet. Don't make me. Am I going to have to testify in court that you said that, Aaron? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I'm just saying, uh, I would never try to do something to make my kid think that I'm cool because I've already learned that if I try to convince him of something, he's not in on it. So that's not happening. I definitely actually enjoyed the Billie Eilish album the one time I listened to it all the way through, but I've not put it on again. So I will admit to our listeners that I've already fallen off the Billie Eilish bandwagon and I have not heard the new one yet either. So I'm I'm not not a true Billie Eilish fan. What do they call themselves? Islands? Islands? I, I love eyelashes. Eye lickers. No, I <laughs> Rob. Billy, Rob. What? Eye lickers. That's good. That'd be good on a shirt. I Billy I don't know. Oh, wait, my mom just opened the door. Yes. No, Billy Eye lickers. It's like Billy Eilish, but they're fans. Yeah, it doesn't make that much sense. But listen, these guys aren't helping out. I got to come up with all the jokes. I don't know what to tell you. So um, I will say it is hard trying to be cool around kids. I am a middle school teacher. And the one time I always remember is that a kid was like, Hey, this new LMFAO song, uh, I'm I'm sexy or whatever. The you know the and I was like, I think you mean where it said bread. <laughs> it was like a song from like 2010, and I was like, I think you mean the one from 1991. And she's like, well, who's right said Fred? And I was like, we were like these German models that listen, we don't have time. So actually, we do have time. That was the most of my class. Do you guys have moments where you need to go to Urban Dictionary or something and look up acronyms that your kids are using? Do you have those moments, Matt? Do your kids use phrases that you don't know and you have to go look them up or not? No, but they're not old enough. Leo's third, going to fourth mm-hmm. grade, so he'll he'll be there soon, but not not quite yet. Well, I did want to double back to this. Rob said Chugi the other day on on the podcast, and uh, I think your school kids know that one. I don't know that one. That one I had to, I'm not sure. I still haven't Googled it because I'm afraid to, but. It's when you're trying too hard to be cool. Like if you were oh. a 41-year-old man wearing Crocs <laughs> and a, a gold fanny pack around in real life. Listening to Billie Eilish. Yeah. I will say that uh, my daughter is going into seventh grade now, which is unbelievable. I can't, it blows my mind. Terrifying. But she's a, she's still a year behind the kids I teach. So I still kind of learn about things faster than she does. But after this year, I'm done. I'm like, I'm out of the loop. She's going to have to teach me stuff. It's not good. Trying to be cool as an old man. I mean, unless you want to get arrested for being a real eye licker, like you just can't do that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Just give it up. Don't even try. To be fair, when it comes, this this caller also ripped up you guys for trying to be cool. What would you guys say if he was at one point the lead rapper for a rap group back in the (laughs) 90s called The Bad Boys? Rob, what would you say to that guy if if he were to call into this podcast? Well, listen, I only know a few members of The Bad Boys, but what I've seen, they've grown into very cool men. (laughs) (laughs) They're the coolest 40-year-old guys I know for sure. Russell, name can you Russell name one cool thing you did this week? Just one cool thing. In the how about this month? A cool thing you did. And no, the mini bike story wasn't this month. We know it wasn't. <laughs> I'm saving it for Rolling Going. Oh, okay, we'll listen to the Rolling Going guys. Get ready for a cool Russell story oh, in Rolling Going. And we speaking of which, let's- <laughs> <laughs> Rob, how can our listeners get a hold of the backline? Uh, you know what? They can get a hold of the backline apparently just by texting my phone and me not realizing it and wondering why I'm getting so many shorts about men's shorts. A uh, text about men's shorts. But uh, they can text the Beck's line at 802-277-BECK. That's 802-277-BECK. And again, if you want to see Russell on a motorcycle, you got to text, Russell, strap your hands across my engine. Is this cumulative? I thought it had to be 10 in one week, or is this just 10 over the life of the podcast? I don't know. I was so disappointed. Once we reach our 10. 
I have to say, I was bummed that we didn't get any. And then when I got the one, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you think that Rob has possession of these pictures and someone, yeah. and we get enough texts and he's not going to post this picture, you don't know Rob that well. He's waiting. If that text comes in 2045, he's going to put it on whatever. <laughs> Whatever version of social media is happening in 2045. I will say I did have two fans say, I want to hear the dirty songs you made about Aaron and Matt. And I immediately (laughs) sent them a link to our Google Drive. Did they respond? So for all I know, they can see everything that's in there. What was their response? Uh, It was mostly like, what's that thing they do where it's like the number has blocked you and it's like, you know, they can't. And I'm like, Uh, all right, let's get into rolling, going. Yeah, mom, it's a part where we talk about what we're doing out there, but it's like Rolling Stone. Uh, yeah, I know going in stone doesn't rhyme. I didn't come up with it. Wait, I did come up with it. I'm actually pretty proud of it. Uh, Russell, rolling going with you. You got something cool to talk about that you did. Rolling going, I guess this wasn't that cool, but I think I really need to go to the, the advice corner. I really need some dating advice from you guys, so can I go to the corner? Get, get, for it. Get, get to the corner. Don't forget to get it's out of the corner, Russell. For Russell's advice corner. Oh, yeah. No, you can have your pants on in the corner, Russell. <laughs> we never said that. that wasn't I don't know. It's, it's chilly over there. <laughs> So I thought what we could do is play a little game tonight called no woman, no cry. So either these are things that have happened where you guys are going to say, this is really bad. You've got no woman involved here, or this is really good. There's no reason for you to cry. So I'm going to give you a few options. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So the bad is no woman. No, the good is wait, (laughs) wait, the bad is no woman. So if this is bad, you're going to say you got no woman. You're fucked. You're out. I agree with that. My marriage is great. We're fine. <laughs> Jenny is in a different time zone than me right now, but everything is fine. Don't worry about but it. So no woman is good. The, the no woman nodding. No woman is bad, but no oh, cry. But no woman is bad. No cry means I've got no reason to cry. It, things are things are in good shape. I have no reason to cry. No woman. No cry. That's clear the as day and very cool. Very cool. All right. The first one. As you guys know, I flew to. Well, I drove to Florida on a motorcycle cross country <laughs> last week. <laughs> so anyways, I was out of town for about three or four days on a work trip. And then I ended up going up to my brother's resort. So I was out of town for another four days or so. So essentially out of town for a week. My question is, is when you start dating someone not too serious, but you've seen each other a few times, what is the rule when it comes to texting or communicating while you're on vacation? So let's say. No woman, no cry. If I don't text at all or make any communications while I'm on vacation, is that no woman? Bad yeah, news? Yeah, that's no woman. Yeah. No cry. No woman. That's no woman. Yep. No woman. Next question. I have no woman, Russell. Why do you feel like your vacation is also a vacation from texting somebody? That makes no sense. Vacation whatsoever. from your problems. Yeah. I if I had know. some woman I didn't know who's like, hey, text me, I'd be like, oh, okay, I can do that. I'm just in a different state. I mean, you're not in like a different... <laughs> I'm not like a different reality. I feel like not if paying long distance charges or anything yeah. like that, I feel like if you haven't been seeing someone too long, if you go on vacation, you're kind of given like a free pass to like not have to no. communicate during that time. Correct? No, I think nope. you communicate more and you're like, Hey, <laughs> look at where I am. Right. I'm in Florida. Right? Like I'm at, wish I know you you're here. at a nice place. Right? Yeah. I wish you were here. Look at this great place, man. I think we Send could have some a picks. Great time. Yeah. Look at, I, this is something I can afford. Oh, this is something my work does all the time. You know, maybe if you want to come down sometime, that'd be fine. Plus, if you sext her, oh. Florida is sex from Florida. Don't count against you. You can sex anything you want from Florida <laughs> and it's fine. You can just be like, oh, I was in Florida. And everybody's like, oh, okay. That makes sense. 
right? You got like a Mickey Mouse ears and you got it like on a cock ring and it's like, well, that's Florida. What can I do? But you're in the airport. You have a sign that says, who wants to go to Disney with the... <laughs> so are we, I think are we could just, I would just listen to Rob do this for the rest of the episode. This so is, are you guys telling me that, that if you go on vacation, your communication should go up? While you're on vacation, should it stay yes. the same, go up, or should you communicate less? Less, but the quality has to go up. So fewer communiques, but higher quality. They got to be witty or dong shots or whatever, but they got to be <laughs> high quality. <laughs> Matt, any guidance? Well, maybe, I was gonna say maybe a little longer, like, hey, yeah. Hey, you know, hanging out at the beach, got to do this for work, yeah. so and so. I'll call you a little later, and if I get caught up at work, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll check in tomorrow or something like that. You, you know, but you leave it just as it's, it's loose and as non-committal as you possibly can. I'm not calling you at six o'clock. You know, I might have I might have work stuff going on, so if I don't catch you, I'll catch you in tomorrow or something like that. So I'm busy yeah. swiping with on women that are within two miles of me, babe. That's yeah, it, yeah. it is what it <laughs> is. Right? Yeah. That's hey, hey, I'm going to sext you something. It's just like your Tinder, like. <laughs> It's a, it's a video you've recorded the screen of you going through your Tinder, just swiping right on everybody. Look at all these yeah. women that swipe right on me. This is so badass. You've got it better than you thought. Yeah. Once again, it'll that probably happens in Florida, right? You're in Florida, yeah. so. Yep. Listen, I would say this: if she wants to talk on the phone, I would just dump her immediately. I've been, I have now been away from my wife for over 48 hours. We have texted once. And not called on the phone because she loves me. She knows I don't want to talk on the phone. I am doing nothing and I am proud of it. But you got to text Russell. You, I, it's just so foreign to me that you have women, strange women, and you just are like, I'm not going to text them. That's crazy to me. That's insane. Well, here's the next question then. Let's say the, the situation is reversed. Let's say you're dating a lady and she's gone on vacation. Then is it no woman or no cry? Do you stop texting or do you? Keep it at the same pace, or what's the guidance when it comes to texting when they're on vacation? Because maybe you don't want to overwhelm them if they're enjoying some time, relaxing time. You don't want to bother them. What is the rule for what you should be doing when someone else goes on vacation? First of all, if I was dating somebody, they would never be allowed to go on vacation without <laughs> knowing exactly where they're going. So I would be able to access their hotel phone. Although that stuff, I, did I ever tell you that when Jenny is in a hotel, she just unplugs the hotel phone. It's the first thing she does. She unplugs it all the way. So if I ever show up late and I want to get in her room and they're like, well, you don't have the same last name. You know, you're not a guest. And I'm like, well, call her. And then I'm like, well, don't call her. She's what, not. What, who is she concerned? Like, who has ever called anyone in a hotel phone? What is she worried Only about? Only Rob. Just she's concerned Rob's going to call her. That happened to me. I was at a hotel for a powerlifting meet. And at two in the morning, somebody called and they go, hey, can we? Uh, I go, hello. And they go, hey, can we get a room? And I go, yeah, I, probably. And they go, okay, well, can we get one for tomorrow night? And I go, oh, I'm here in the hotel. And they go, yeah, can we get a room? And I'm like, no, I'm here. In the, I'm like a guest. I don't work here. And they're like, well, somebody transferred us to you. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I don't work here. So, oh, God, that was such a good story. Oh, my God, Russell. I'm so glad I steamrolled your good bit with my really funny story that I've been waiting for. I think it's, oh God, yeah, I, so think, it. I think if you, uh, if you're able to send again a witty clutch text about something cool you're doing while you're back at home, <laughs> something no interesting that she might want to join you with when she gets back, then mm. it's no cry. I think if you send zero texts or you send too many texts, then it's no woman. I think if you send her a text like, hey, I've been sitting in the tub. Look how big my scrotum got. Like, <laughs> like 45 minutes. Look at this thing. Am I a French balloonist or what? I mean, look at this thing. It's so big. My friend Rob told me if I went to the Graviton at the local county fair, it would do this. you got to check this out. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're in there in your strength to fit jeans and she can still see how big your scrotum is, then you really got something. <laughs> I think you've got to text once. If she responds, you keep it up, normal pace. If she doesn't respond, you then say, oh, you also think vacations are a break. We should marry each other. And then text that and be like, but that's it. No more after that. Be like, I also think you shouldn't oh, text wow. on vacations for some reason. Next question. No woman, no cry. Let's say you've been seeing someone for, let's say a month. You've been on multiple, multiple dates. They know about the podcast, but you know they've never listened to it. No woman, no cry. You've been out with someone for numerous times. You know they've never listened to the podcast. No woman, no cry. No cry. You think it's bad, so, Aaron? Yeah. No, no so cry. If we want it to go higher on the no list, cry. we say it's all good. Yeah, no cry. It's good. Yeah, no cry. <laughs> no cry is good. Hey, yeah, Rob, no cry. Rolling bone be rolling road means this. This <laughs> Matt, what were you saying? Yeah, no, if if no cry means good, no. Look, it, no. I have found, and I think you guys have found too, that there are certain people that just shouldn't listen to this podcast, <laughs> right? Like, you've got a few that do, you know, and then they're kind of, yeah, you know, the ride or die, and then you, all they want to do is talk about the podcast, and you can't, it's like, guys, again, I'm more than this podcast. Can we talk about something else? <laughs> that person is me, though. People, That's the problem. I want to talk to everybody about the podcast, and they don't want to talk to me about it, including no, you three, actually. But, Send a lot of texts that only response to <laughs> You know, but I think if you can hold out as long as you can with some of these people, you know, I don't know. He's, oh, we've been doing this for about a year and a half, you know, something like that. Once they get to it, 18 months, or what? I've never listened. You know, we're going to be a lot better in 18 months, I think, Russell, than we are now. So I don't know. I hope so. I'd say no cry. No cry. That's, that's I'm going to make a joke about sitting in a bathtub for two hours and see how big your scrotum gets. That's how good we're going to be in 18 months. <laughs> Once again, no cry. So <laughs> nothing, nothing to be concerned about if she hasn't listened to this podcast. Yeah, I, I, and we all know that uh, well, some of us are actually playing characters on the podcast. This isn't us in real life. Like, so it, in fact, when <laughs> like you see Russell me, I'm not Rosie this way in real life. I mean, I really do know the difference between the doors and the Ramones. I promise you all, I know the difference. <laughs> I got to say, I told that story to my family and they howled, Russell. They laughed at you. And then I told them that you were in the limo with the limo driver up front. And they howled at that. I'm getting a lot of traction from the podcast. It's like I do the podcast, I get stories from the podcast, I tell stories. It's a, it's a vicious cycle that makes me look good, a virtuous cycle. I will say, man, I want to meet. I want to go out sometime with you, with the uh, the the uh, working women of uh, Beck did it better, and meet with them of everybody who leaves the voicemail. I think that'd be really fun, and then they would see I'm actually a normal guy, and I don't just talk like this all the time. Well, I think I think two of the people that listened to your dirty song, you know, you sent it to them. Oh yeah, well, maybe that's a mistake. I I think before that that, they would have been down for that, but now that they've heard that song that you came up with, eh, to be be fair, I was in Florida when I sent that song, so I I don't think I could be blamed. That was the Florida. It was just that Florida business giving it to me. The Florida atmosphere. Yeah. That's it for Russell's advice corner. Can I get out of the corner? That's it. Yeah. Time's up. Oh yeah, you're out of the corner. That was Russell's advice corner. Oh yeah. Russell, you just got advice on dating apps from three guys that would kill to be on dating apps right now. (laughs) That's a joke. That's a joke, mom. It's a joke. (laughs) All right, Rosie, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, it's going great. It's summertime. It's summer. It's uh, after June twenty first. Summer, summer, summertime. Really? Yeah, I'm excited about the summer. This album, this album makes me think of summer tunes. Days are getting shorter. Uh, right? Mm. Isn't that crushing? They're like, wait, the days are already getting shorter. That's a real dad joke. A solid dad move. Christmas uh, is less than six months away. Oh, my God. <laughs> get up the inflatables. <laughs> We're uh, watching the Tour de France multiple times a day. So that's that's uh, one of my favorite summer. Uh, so you're the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you see the sign I held up for you, Rosie? Did you see what? the German sign I held up? Yeah, the one. <laughs> Ale Omi Opa. 
Yeah, I had a wig on, held out the sign. Didn't go that so was well, you? but it you're was fine. Yeah, that was me. You're getting killed on the internet. Nah, uh, yeah, what so, are you going to do? So we're heavy into watching the tour multiple times a day. My son actually is Nothing watching like inside now. jokes about Tour de France. Remembers things from last year, which is exciting. <laughs> so I like that. Uh, but the thing I've been thinking about, because this album just makes me think of summer tunes and summer vibes, is summer jams, right? Like, what are your mm-hmm. what are your summer jams? And what's weird is I talk a lot of garbage about music. What? Uh, Huckleberry good choke, jam. Good choke I, cherry. Blueberry jam. I think that's good. A little choke ooh, cherry. Ooh, choke cherry jam. I like choke cherry jam. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had a choke cherry jam. I like sour jam. Oh, God. We've hit what he actually wants to talk about. <laughs> he probably was going to talk about jams. But I, so here's what's exciting. I know Rob doesn't like to talk about uh, what day we're, we are recording because I was trying to think of like, what are my favorite summer jams? And I, sometimes I, I come up blank when I try to think of songs the to, off the top of my head. So I was thinking about maybe like Hey Ma by Camera, Cameron. That's a summer jam for me. But uh, I was, it was brought to my attention. Uh, I, I have to let you guys know I am part of another text chain and this is not my only text chain, the one with you guys. And I learned. Thomas Burner. On his burner another phone. text chain that today is the anniversary. Are you repurposing crow material? No, the crow content is all for you guys. No, you okay, guys get all, right. all the crow content. All right. No, no, don't worry. You guys get all the best content. I'm mostly a lurker on my other text chains. Oh, <laughs> I really, God. I really bring the a, a stuff for you guys. Today, June 29th, is the anniversary of the release of Nuck If You Buck by Crime Mob and Lil Scrappy. And that's it. Like, if, I mean, it's. It's the anniversary of Knock If You Buck. That is a summer jam. That's an all-time classic beat that is classic a, that is song a hot, for me. Hot porn. How is Aaron oh, buried and I'm single? Like, I honestly, how, how the hell is this even possible right now after that? Aaron, who it's is all this? his tattoos. Who is this? You need to get a couple more tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Knock If You Buck is a, in, a, in, in Atlanta. They were in a brief, for a brief moment, they were in Atlanta, like, you know, crunk group. And, uh, and they had these two lady rappers who were just hard as shit. And it's a great song, great beat, yeah. super big bass. Little Scrappy's on there too. Knock if you buck, one so of my all I'm going to ask you again. Can you say it again? Because I got a layered in below us and I wasn't yeah. listening the first time. It's called Nut and Butt. Nuck. Or wait, no, that's a that's buck. a place that's a place I had to pick up my dad the other week. What's this place called? Nuck if you buck by Crime Mob. It is an all-time great summer. It's like a windows down. I've never had a a, a system in my car, but if I did, this would be the one to rattle the trunk. This so is your summertime I, jam. This is your all-time favorite summer jam. I think it is. Yeah, I, I, I think it might be. So, what are, what are some summertime jams for you guys uh-huh. that I'm not thinking? About? That was Aaron. Thank you, Russell. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, Aaron. I totally get it, but can you just explain two things to me? Sure. What does the word "nuck" mean, and what does the word "buck" mean? I think it has to do with like, you know, I mean, I think it's about fighting. I think it's about fisticuffs. Oh. I think it's about, you know, if you're going to like, if you're going to bring it, like, then you got to really be ready to bring it kind of thing, which is not something I'm summer activity. At all. <laughs> Punching fisticuffs. random guys. Good time. I, I honestly, you know what song I've been listening to a ton since that last podcast is let, let me clear my throat. I just, it, it is a jam, but if you're going to go summertime jams, you got to go Will Smith summertime. I mean, That's it's just, I uh, yes. Yes. I mean, it, it's it's the ultimate summertime jam. I, I, for me, that's just it. Like when I hear that, I'm like, yes. If I hear it in the winter or like on the holidays, I'm like, what? no. It's like it's like listening to Christmas music. It can only be played May, June, July. <laughs> I think I, I I find that the summer music listening. It's about the only time I listen to country anymore, and it's mm-hmm. usually there's like a fire, or a cabin, or something like that. 
And then I like listening to country. Feels like that's when you should listen to country. You know, but if you're at like a barbecue or something, I mean, there's a different music for that. You're hanging out like on a Saturday morning and you're just reading the paper. That's when you put on Knock Till You Buck. You know, there's things like that. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm a situational listener and it kind of depends and you can't pigeonhole one thing. But I, I do find that summer jams, I, I tend to listen to a little more country or maybe a little Southern rock than I normally would. Because yes. as soon as, uh, a Southern rock as soon as we get inside for the winter, just turn the country off and move on with life. But yeah, so I don't know. I always, I always I like feel it. like if you're if you're sitting out at a barbecue up up at the lake or something in the summer, you could throw on some Kenny Chesney or CCR, and I feel like those are always good summertime bands. Yeah. I was yes, oh, Southern Rock. Yeah, my my tradition when we get to our our cabin in Tahoe is to put on Lodi by CCR. Uh, I will say the other one that is uh, an album that we've done a long, long time ago is I do think uh, even though the subject matter isn't great, the opening track of What's Going On is a good windows down summertime, you know, breezy song with the saxophone and the Latin Latin percussion. But I like you. I like your thoughts, guys. I'm going to put on some Kenny Chesney. All right. Uh, Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. I got no, I didn't make a list this week, but it's kind of a big week. Um, I, I go back to after. What maybe 15, 16 months off? I go back to the office uh, wow. in two days. Oh, whoa! Oh no! You know, and so do you have your poop? I, you have your poop deck scooped out. Do you know where you're going <laughs> for that? When you got to deal no, with that? No, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. We we were moving into new office. So I worked downtown Minneapolis, and I'll try to keep it as general as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. But we had an old office, and we were moving into a new one, changing buildings. That place for the Minnesota Vikings, by the way. We shouldn't say that, but it's true. <laughs> you know, and so the but we we had a we get new office space and we were supposed to move in like march 24th last of uh 20 is that 2020 yeah and uh and then like you know march 17th everything shut down so we've got we packed up all of our stuff put it in these big crates company came in shifted over and nobody's been i mean there's like one or two people have been in once or twice just to get some stuff so we've had these office brand new offices sitting uh vacant for essentially 15 months you know paying rent on all that stuff and so i get to go in in two days so i got to get a haircut but I I realized that you know I have no idea if I've got any like work shirts or work pants or even like shoes or anything. Mm-hmm. So now I got to like oh, yeah. Get, it's like the first day of school. I got to get ready and figure out what kind of wardrobe I got and I pack lunch and all this stuff. I know, and I have no idea where I'm going because it's a new office. So I've never been in the office. We're up on some high floor. I've never been. Of on. course, they're up on access. the high floor. Of course, yeah. Right? Well, well, I mean, I mean of course, you do are, work for so. Champion Sweatshirt, so I think that's a. I don't <laughs> think finding something to wear is going to be too hard. But I, I do hope Sarah takes your picture, like first day of work. You got a little lunchbox. You got yes. a little, you know. We'll take a picture. I'll send it to you, Rob. You can put it on the Instagram page. No, the, the real question is, Matt, have you stayed? I, I feel like you have, but have you stayed diligent with your fitness over this stay at home for? So I got bit by the DoorDash bug during this stay at home. I, I and it hit me bad. And so when I had to go okay. like a few conferences, all of a sudden I had to break out the suits and I'm like, oh no, I, I've, these, these other suits are not going to work. I got to go back to the kind of the old suit. It was I, not yeah. good. maternity suits. Yes, it was not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I have, you know, I and, I, and I didn't, but then I, when I got back last summer from North Dakota, I was heavier, yep. you know, and so. I think I'm about 12 pounds down from just normal everyday, you know, last time I was in the office. So somehow I have, yeah, but in the last like three weeks, I've had like four different golf events, some for charities. I'm just hanging out with buddy, things like that. And I, I just, I've drank more beer in the last three or four weeks than I have in go. the last 
year, basically, because when you're golfing, I guess it's just a cool thing to drink beer. And so I don't know. But so I think it's going downhill fast, Russell. It's like a two week. I've been going downhill. I got to I got to correct it again and get back into back into the the routine. But no, I so I don't know. I probably should. Try, I got to go in two days. I should probably try something on tonight or tomorrow. So I'm not going the night or before. Or right now, maybe. Like, try some clothes yeah, on right we now. Can do like, it right we can have now, a little but, montage. We'll put yeah, on a little but montage. I, but, music. I'm kinda, we'll, but, but personally, you know, the whole thing of, of uh, good thing, going to the good office. Thing you didn't buy that fanny pack yet, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Can I have an extra large <laughs> fanny pack? Yes, sir. That's I all I can't live without mine anymore. I'm fully, I'm fully, it's part of my everyday Matt, wear. Beige looks great on you. Yeah. We've got people who definitely do not want to come back to the office. Absolutely. Right. They do not want to. You know, but, but I, I've got a six and a nine year old and they're here in the summer all day. Right. And so it's hard to get away from in our house isn't set up to have like a separate office and things Mm -hmm. like that. So I'm just sitting in the basement. This is where I work every day where you guys are looking at me. Mm -hmm. So I work every day. And so, um, I'm excited to get back to the office and just have a little (laughs) quiet time and tell my family that, okay, keep that quiet. We appreciate that. Listen, that rolls in perfectly with my rolling going. By the way, nobody asked me nobody asked me about my fitness, but I am a national champion. My rolling going is I am at the family cabin, so I'm here right now with like a dozen other people, and I am crammed into the bathroom. A dozen? And I have realized that, oh, easy. Yeah, there's going to be more coming up. Like the cabin next door of my extended family, there's 20 coming up tomorrow. Oh, no. So that sounds it's, brutal. On one hand, it's great because I see my kids at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that's it. And then they fall asleep that's like nice. immediately, that's awesome. and they're just, they pass out. They're so tired. It's great. The other part, though, is that I've realized that my family's main goal in life is to make sure I don't get too confident in what I'm doing. Case in point, <laughs> as I was sitting here, I just got a text from my sister. And she said, and I quote, she knows I'm podcasting. She just wrote, that last joke you told wasn't that funny. No. <laughs> like, and this is what I get all the time. Okay, first of all, that, that joke was very funny. Okay, and I'm going to edit it a, a good joke like a minute ago. I think it was very funny, but that's what it's like. The other thing that I found is that my somebody in my family is buying mini bagels. Have you guys ever seen mini bagels? They're like this big. They're like the size of like if you put your fingers together to make an O. They're like that big. How many would they would it take to kill you on the toilet? You could flush like 10 of these down the toilet at once. It would be no big deal. That's the perfect, it's a perfect bathroom treat, Aaron. It's like a perfect, a perfect life change for you, Rob. Oh my God. It's a mini bagel. And the great thing is, is I'm eating them. I'm like, this is actually pretty healthy. It's a mini bagel. And then I have like four of them and they're smothered in butter. Like, and they get super hot in the, in the poster oven. Cause they are small. Like everything is great about these mini bagels. And I'm just eating them like they're cereal out of a bowl. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. So I love, I, but I realize I love mini food. Like I love food that is small, like mini hot dogs. Sign me up. I love it. Bite-sized oh, yeah. candy bars. Yes. I can eat as much as I want. Is there any like small food you guys love? <laughs> this is a normal question to ask. Russell, is this on it? Do you have to fill this out for a bumble or anything? Like what's a small food you like? Yeah, we were at a pool party on Sunday and the hostess had those, these mini little cheese crisps. They're made of like Parmesan cheese. They're about the size of a silver dollar. Those are those. I couldn't stop eating those. I do really like small strawberries. Like but see, the smaller... that's bullshit because you don't get big cheese crisps. Like, I don't even know what you're like. I'll I know. I, mean, I can't think of it. You know, there, oh man, there was a place in Minneapolis. Shit, what was it called? The Bandbox Diner on Franklin, just south of downtown. They did mini burgers and a slider. I mean, and like White Castle is good, but a mini burger that's griddled right on the griddle. Woo, those, yeah. So that's, I can get down with mini burgers, Rob. A slider is good. I'm telling you, a slider is great. And speaking of Slimer, I did have three hot dogs today. Yes. 
And I said, I'm eating so many hot dogs. I'm like Slimer. And my sister said, I heard you say that in the podcast like a week ago. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, she's listening. That's good. This is terrible. Well, yeah. if you guys ever do figure out a justification for why the mini version is better, I could use that for my next date that goes well. <laughs> it would be it would be a little helpful if I could have that Just in written Put that form. right in the translator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, from, you know, you, you said hot dogs, but I think, you know, little Smokies, the little Smokies, mm-hmm. you wrap up in bacon, mm-hmm. rack them up with some chicken, stuff like that. I yeah, miniature know. sausages. Yep. I would take those. Yeah. How about donut holes? Mini yeah, donuts great. are the best. Mini donuts. Yes. Now you're thinking mini, mini donuts, donuts at the fair. There we go. Yeah. You watch them get flipped in the oil and you're like, oh man. That's true. Because if, if let's say you're up at the cabin, Rob, and you, you bust your way through half a bucket of like little mini donut holes or mini donuts. No one's going to, no one's going to judge you. If you bust your way through like two full size donuts, people are going to say something, right? Oh, it's, it's well, and it too, you know, you we're I'm back in the world of communal food here. Oh, like no. it's everybody's food. So you got to be real careful. And especially my family, because they're like, they're like hawks. They're watching everything. Like, oh, what are you eating over there? And you got to be like, I'm not eating three hot dogs. <laughs> what happened to this bag of chips? I just picked up this bag of chips yesterday. Apparently, when people came up here, there was not much food here. And so to solve the problem, my dad put all the condiments in the fridge at the front of the at the front of each shelf. So it looked like the fridge was packed. But it was a paper doll. You went past it. There's nothing there. Paper doll. That's not the right phrase. Anyway, that was a good. Another great tiger. example of Rob taking a great story and then tagging on something that he's just going to edit out later. So I mean, I wouldn't call it a great story, but it was oh, a story. And that's getting edited thing. out too, you son of a bitch. <laughs> now I have to keep that in. God damn it. Hey, maybe we should get Rob's sister on this podcast. She'd go and fit in perfectly right now. Oh, uh, Rob, her sister is very embarrassed by Rob, so I don't know if she would. Yeah, My whole family is embarrassed by me. I, t- I keep telling them I'm a podcast star. I'm wearing the shirt around. They don't. Actually, I'm not wearing the shirt up here because I don't want my parents to figure out how to listen to the podcast. I'd be in huge trouble. 41-year-old getting spanked so hard. Okay, wait a minute. I got to go put my shirt on. All right. I have to admit, Rob was like five minutes, ten minutes late for this podcast. And the whole time I was wondering if the episode about the bagel in the bathroom had come out yet and whether we were going to have to take that down if something had gone wrong. I fully expect you guys to come in and put a belt around my neck and then put it around the doorknob and flush that bagel all the way down. The okay. That's what I want. That's what I would prefer. Please. Matt's not even, Matt's not even smiling. He's just like, I will execute what you're asking me to do. Yeah. Right now. I, tr- I trust Matt. He's a true friend. I'm in. I'm in. He came out to New York. I'm like Aaron who didn't even invite me to his wedding. Oh. So we don't have time to talk about that. We got to move on. That's kind of listen. I mean, you had, we you had a lot of people there. I don't even think you knew half of them. Bob Marley grew up in Trenchtown, which is kind of the slums of Kingston. And he, uh, he ran with, with, he was kind of a, had a rough childhood. He ran, ran with gangs when he was younger. But at the same time, there's this hip, there's this music coming out of New Orleans coming to Jamaica and Jamaica took that music and then turned it where they emphasized the offbeat of it. And that music basically turned into uh, ska, calypso, and then when you slow down, Scott became reggae. Mm. In fact, Bob Marley's first big, big album, Catch a Fire, is really the first true reggae album. I mean, Bob Marley basically invented this musical style, which is wild when you think about it. But it didn't blow up until '75 when Eric Clapton covered "I Shot the Sheriff," which I'm not going to play in the background. The version of that song that he plays is terrible. It's not even close to being as good as Bob Marley. He's not going to waste my time downloading that and putting it in. But I think the main thing that we think about with Bob Marley is that he's really the main guy we think about when we think about Rastafarianism, which is basically in a nutshell, and I'm not going to do it justice, but basically it's the idea that there's a living God and he's the emperor of Ethiopia 
And that at some point, that's kind of their Zion. They're going to go back there. And that the entire Western civilization is their Babylon. So they're going to try to destroy it peacefully by not voting. The, probably the best things the Rastafarians are known for, of course, is their love of ganja and then not cutting their dreads until the Western Babylon fell, which is why they have the long dreadlocks. But I think for most people, when you think of Rastafarianism, the first person you think about is Bob Marley. This album, Legend, was released after his death. Uh, the album was released in 1984. This album is the second longest non-consecutive on the Billboard Top 200. Behind an album that's coming up very soon, Dark Side of the Moon. So this is one of the best-selling albums ever in the history of music. Uh, and it basically has brought reggae to the masses. Like, I think this is, uh, I think all of us talked about either owning this album or listening to it a lot coming into this. And yet Aaron hates it. So Aaron, tell us, why do you hate this album so much? I, Rob, I was prepared for this question. I, I hate is music, the Bob Rob. I don't want to talk about music anymore. I hate music. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that I owned yep. sucks. <laughs> I, I mean, I do think jamming sucks, if I'm being honest. But I oh, think, I think oh, there's other great that's songs. That's why I'm going to start calling my penis. Jamming? You're going to start calling it jamming? <laughs> I have some issues uh, that I wanted to bring up. So firstly, uh, this album is great. As a listening experience, it's great. If we're just going to judge it on how much fun it is to listen to, it's better than almost anything we've heard so far on the list. Because it's only put together of the greatest songs he recorded that were all great sellers. I, and I think they I call think, that a greatest hits album, Aaron. And I think the Rolling Stone yeah. editors punted on this because he has other great albums that all would have been worthy to be at this point or higher. I think the other thing that is uh, that bothers me now, so this, 100%, this was my introduction to Bob Marley. I still don't know Bob Marley that well. I've listened to a lot of his other studio albums, but I still don't know anything as well as I know these songs. But... Rolling Stone had an opportunity to introduce listeners to other music that he made. And the important thing, Rob, you mentioned this in your intro. There's always been a conversation between the United States of America and Jamaica in terms of music and sharing ideas back and forth. And you can kind of piece that together listening to legend because you hear the changes in style through, through legend. But just by listening to this one album, if you're not willing to dive in and understand that each of these tracks are from separate time periods in his career and separate albums, you don't understand that this was part of a world music conversation and a conversation between the United States and America. So it bothers me that they put the greatest hits album on here, but I hundred percent, this is the one thing that I always had on and love Bob Marley. To be honest, growing up, I had the Bob Marley four disc box set, which is again, it's a cop out because it's another greatest hits, but at least it was, it was, um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a stupid person. What do you call that when it's by the year? It's, God, I'm chronological. It's I'm chronological. not knocking anyone who chooses to listen to a greatest album, greatest hits album in their home. I'm not knocking that right. in any way. I'm not knocking, knocking the dumb Stone's shit choice. editors at Rolling Stone. Yeah. They had a choice that they could have made and that I think that they didn't yeah. do right. Rosie, we got it. You hate this album. <laughs> we hate <laughs> the album. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. We totally understand. <laughs> Matt, you put that perfectly. Matt, you're so succinct, but you nailed, you nailed it yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, he hates it. Uh, I think this song yep. sucks. Yes, we get it, Aaron. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, Aaron did. Aaron, this is something Aaron saw coming for the last three days. Uh, when you listen to him chronologically, you do hear his evolution of music starting off from ska, going oh, to reggae, sure. which is yeah. which I think is really interesting. But you also hear what basically happened, where he Jamaica was super dangerous. He actually got attacked before a concert, and then for a lot of his life, he left Jamaica. He was like, they're like nobody knew where he was. He spent time in Delaware, which you could imagine being in Delaware, and you just are like, "Holy shit!" There's Bob Marley over there. Like, this I'm rocks. in Delaware. Yeah, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> I, it, it, 
it, it really is. I mean, he's so much more complicated in they're this fam- album. They're famous for Bob Marley making a brief stop there and then limited liability corporate law, right? Limit- yeah. LLC companies. Yeah. <laughs> way to go, Delaware. Way to, way to have a great moment. Bob Marley is a big business now because they are selling, they are starting their own marijuana strain as well. And yeah. they're, they also, they already sell the wrapping papers and all the accoutrement that come along with that. Uh, somebody told me about that. I heard about that. All right. So let's get into, uh, let's get into this album that Aaron hates. Is this love? <laughs> this, is like gr- this is like a great summer song to start off an album. Like we're talking about True. summer jams. This is it, isn't it? Well, I'm yeah. telling you, I was, I was driving the kids around on the boat today going tubing, you know, trying to avoid like major injuries to kids that aren't directly related to me. And I was playing this song and I was like, I was playing this album. And I was like, this is summer. And thank God we didn't do this a week ago when the kids would be listening to beat out the bread. Beat out the bread. <laughs> that would be the worst song to be hauling kids around on the tubes to. If you don't get on this pontoon, I'm going to beat on the brat. Right? My, my cousins are out sniffing glue. I'm like, whoa, no, you should, don't, don't listen to what I listen to. We love the podcast. No. Um, did you guys listen to a lot of Marley growing up? Um, I, I, distinctly remember sixth grade I think uh, playing traveling basketball met my buddy Nate longtime friend he was a huge Bob Marley fan and I had never heard of Bob Marley and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's playing this album like this is phenomenal yeah. right like, this is great so ever since then I've had this album specifically in one form or the, another CD uh, had it on various streaming devices and would always come back to it. I have listened to this album specifically. Um, so, Rosie, you know, I know you hate this album, but this is kind of what opened me up to, <laughs> he, he hates, to Bob Marley. He hates, you know, to, 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 to get to the other albums. I can't too. name the other albums. I don't know too much about the other albums. I come back to this one. You know, I found a couple other songs that I've liked um, outside of this album. But, you know, the, the, yeah, I've listened to this hundreds of times. It's great. Yeah. Start the next song. I, you know, I'll, I will say... There's a point in my life, and Rosie, you can, you know, lambast me for this, but you know, I if you he are trying to get introduced <laughs> to a a a group or an album, I mean, you kind of you kind of get focused on like a greatest hits. Like yeah. if I'm going to get yeah. introduced to Rolling Stone, you know, what's the Rolling Stones' greatest hit? I don't know, you know. And so then you kind of everybody kind of gets used. To, uh, Jimi Hendrix, he had his. Uh, was it the experience? Wasn't that greatest hits? What didn't he have in it? No, that was his first. Yeah, that's that's my thing about what. So that's my thing about Ultimate where experience. this album fits Ultimate on the experience. list yeah. is that if okay, so if we're gonna put greatest hits albums on this list, then this is a top five album to me. This is better than almost anything else we've heard. If you know, if it's just about do I is it is it great music? So mm-hmm. I'm again like I think a greatest hits album is a great idea. It's just like all of a sudden we've blown up in the list and we've. We absolutely have to move on with this album, yes. but I'm going to say <laughs> yeah, this. No more greatest hits talk. Aaron, you're going to hate when we get to album 54 on this list because it's not a greatest hits album. It's four albums of James Brown's greatest <laughs> hits and star time. Yes. <laughs> that is coming up soon. We need to talk about how we're going to deal with a hundred songs. My idea, 10 hour yep. podcast. Who cares? Yeah, but, he, but to be Let's fair, he's got, a, he's got a couple songs about heroin on that album and that'll be way more fun for us than whatever you guys are doing tonight. I'm going to give props right here to the curators of this album because the, this live version of No Woman, No Cry so beats good. the pants off the studio version, which I think was on Natty Dread. You can hear the this crowd. This is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Re- 
recorded in 75. Now, I did have the idea of this just being the intro song, and I wasn't going to change anything. And I was going to also yeah. say it was about Russell, but I was like, I can't do that. So, wait. Too much. Wait, what? What? But then Russell did his No Woman, No Cry bit that we yep. all love. I read that there was the 37th greatest song by Rolling Stone on the greatest songs of all time, and it's hard to argue with that. That song is amazing, right? 37 is too low to me. This is this is the one where I think of I'm kind of a big Bob Marley head. That's the one where I'm like, eh, oh, you like so, that song. You're kind of I'm kind uh, of yeah, okay. so what you're saying is you're like calling a, everybody basic. You're an arrogant you're calling everybody basic. You're an arrogant Bob Marley guy. You're like you're like those <laughs> they might be giants fans when we play Particle Man. You're like, well, if you like Particle Man, you don't know they might be giants. Listen, I might be playing a character on this podcast, but I got to speak my truth, Russell. That's the way it is. <laughs> there you go. Could you be loved? Oh, that guitar riff is just badass, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely. Right. You can hear a disco influence on this one a little bit, can't you? Kind yeah, of a little more dance, very cool R and B stuff. Yeah. Did you guys listen to any of the Legend Extended uh, Deluxe set where they have all the dance mixes of these songs on it as well? No, we were. You, you gave Shit, us an I assignment. About, I didn't listen. You told to, us I didn't listen to, to this album. Yeah. I did not. I listened to all of the tracks on their original albums. I didn't listen to this album. The one thing I noticed on this one, <laughs> when it comes to could you I be loved. You. Did you guys read anything you about this album. the bass player, Anston Family Man Barrett, the bass player yeah. for Jimmy, for Bob Marley here? Great nickname. Have you guys heard why he's the, called the Family Man? They claim he was the Family Man because so he was like the father of the band. Turns out he's the father of either 41 or 52 children, depending on who your source is. The yeah. bass player for, the, for this band had 41 or 52 children. I got to ask you guys. If you had 52 children, what would be the worst part of that? Rob, can you imagine if you had to host a birthday party every like three days Once a week? Oh, I, I can't imagine. I mean, sometimes two kids, it's just too much. Like, like if you just had in the airport, like one of us has to go to the bathroom and we need to watch everybody's stuff. It's such an act to get it all going. I, 52 kids. I mean, that's like an active NFL roster that you could have. Like, that's a crazy amount of kids. I have to say this though. This is the, I was going to say this during Rob's intro. I think there are parts of Rastafarianism that were questionable in their treatment of women. And Absolutely. I'm going to be out of my, out of line because I'm not fully educated on this, but that might be an example. I don't know that all 52 of those children were uh, children that the women would have chosen to have in different circumstances. I swear to God, Aaron, every time you do this and you want me to make a sting for it of the Aaron makes fun of Aaron takes down religion corner where it's not going to be a thing in the show. We're not going to do it. Okay. We've talked about it over and over. It, it would be, it would be, that would have a Venn diagram overlap with, Hey, we have something fun and interesting to talk about it. Aaron turns it into something super yeah. serious. Now I will say, Russell, would I have loved to have sex 52 times in my life? You know I would, baby. I'm, I'm going to get there. Yeah, there's a reason I've only had two kids. Got to have goals. You got to have goals. I think we're on the next one, Three Little Birds. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll just let it play. But I mean, wait, what? Yeah, Three Little what? Birds. So they asked him what the song is about, and he was like, oh, it's like birds I saw outside my show. But then the backup singers were like, it's actually about us, because he would call us his little birds. But the bottom line is, who cares? It's a great song. Now, that's a song of a summer. Fantastic I mean, that's, song. It's yeah. so good. Like, And this album sounds good. That would be the best song on a third of the albums we've heard, don't you think? Exactly. Yes. I think yeah. so. Yeah. It's, These are it's great a humdinger. It's, it's, you just want to sing along. Like Everybody knows it. I am going to say, though, I, I have to admit, Aaron, I did not know this was the greatest hits that was put together. Like, I didn't realize it was the greatest hits until, like, uh, I don't oh, know, a shit. week ago when you mentioned it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this does. 
it is kind of an offense to be on the greatest albums and just the greatest. Like, why even have the same band? Why not make the greatest songs we like and then say, this is the greatest album? It's, it's you know. That's exactly I, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I could play it's it for you right idea, now, right? Rob, if I, if I put together an album that. that was like this, right? And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? That song's really good. And then it's like, that's good. Yes. <laughs> Honky Talk Fan? Honky Talk Fan? <laughs> Right, you can make your own string 500 in the next time. Okay, is this? Yeah. <laughs> and the last song I put in there. Want to hear about the greatest <laughs> Listen, top, top 100 songs, I think, right there. That's the greatest system right there. Right here. Look it up, Paul. I don't think we're doing any more Bob Dylan. It's kind of sad. Uh, but oh, we got a lot. Left. Back to the this, legend. This is a great song, Buffalo Soldier. It, it, it wasn't on that four CD anthology I had, and I always wondered why. It's because it was released in 83. They never released this song on any album until this album. Like when did he di- when did he die? 81. And he 81. recorded it in 78. And they just never released it. And they're like, ah, wow. greatest hit. I was like, well, how's this a greatest hit? Like it's yeah. and it is. It's a great song. But how do you put a greatest hit that was never on any other album? It's kind of insane. If, if I ever if I ever go out with the bagel in the bathroom, you guys are not allowed to release the Kid A podcast that no one will ever hear. <laughs> I have really some restriction on that. You cannot release that posthumously Listen, or whatever that's with that my word attorney. is. That's with my attorney under instructions. If I die, mysteriously. I would say it's a very it. early eighties <laughs> political climate thing to release the album that made it sound like everything was great for the yeah. Rastas to come over and fight for the North instead of including tracks like them belly full, but we hungry or burning Luton or any of his more exactly. political tracks. Yeah. Right. Get up, stand up a little more political stuff. Yes. This song, I love this song growing up. I was like, yes, get up, stand up, stand up for your right. Mom, I want to go old country buffet tonight now. <laughs> she was like, you mean the old like, yeah, me. oh, please. Did that joke get cut out originally? I can't remember. Right, haven't we all just sung along to this one at the top of our lungs and then realized, like, maybe I'm not oppressed. Maybe I'm not the right person to be. Rob, so I didn't good. think I didn't think you would like this song. I thought you didn't like standing up to do those extracurricular activities. I thought you would be opposed to this song. <laughs> Can you imagine having a stand-up desk at work? <laughs> I think about that sometimes. I'm like, you gotta be. Although now, you know, They're I do great. stand up. I stand up. They're the greatest. I stand up almost all day to teach. Hang on, this might mess up my sound, but I got a visual joke. I'm gonna stand up right now. What? I'm gonna stand up oh, desk right now. No. What? You're at a stand-up desk right now? I gotta, I'm, at, I'm at my stand-up desk right now. I'm standing up. You have a stand-up desk in your garage? Yes. By the way, Aaron is standing what? way above the camera. Like, you're at a sit-down desk. I think you just, you can't just stand up at a desk and say it's a stand-up desk. Like, that's not what it is. He's like, this is stand-up street. I'm on a stand-up bus. You hear the sound. Everything's stand-up. this back. I'm sorry, by the way, Marley's estate for Aaron, were you disappointed in our reaction to that, that none of us were surprised that you have a stand up <laughs> desk in your garage Did that really bum you out. No, I really thought maybe I was ruining the podcast. So hopefully I didn't. All right. Stir it up. This is the greatest guitar solo of all time. And nobody's ever asked me. And now I finally have a place to say it. Listen to this. You want a wah wah pedal, Russ? Here it is. It's under the song for the whole thing. And then when it comes out here, it just tears your brain apart. Listen to this. Ooh. I need to get one of those wah-wah pedals. Oh. I don't even need the guitar. I just need the pedal. I wonder what that would be like to just have the pedal. I decided to stir it up tonight. I went, went and read <laughs> Booze and Vinyl has legend. Booze and Vinyl acknowledges this as a real album, Aaron. So you might be wrong on this. Booze and Vinyl mm-hmm. says this is a real album. 
And I'm again, at odds with booze and vinyl. They say, just take your three drinks that you like the most and combine them into one big glass and drink that. I guess <laughs> well, that's, that's, essentially, the that's essentially what's going on because what I'm drinking tonight is called a planter's punch, oftentimes known as a Jamaican rum punch. So in this, we got Ooh, dark rum, rum, bitters, Matt, bitters, pineapple juice, orange juice, lime juice, grenadine, lime wheel, <laughs> orange. This is a great drink. You got to have it. I wanted to have this thing called a Jamaican Guinness punch. It was rumored to be an aphrodisiac for men. This punch is very silky. It's actually Guinness milk and condensed milk. It's like a Guinness milkshake. And I oh, wanted yeah. to get it, but I have to tell you guys, I don't own a blender. I'm like Aaron, <laughs> and I didn't have a blender to make the drink, so I could not make the drink. And I've already purchased the microphone, and I was like, I've spent enough money on booze. I'm not buying a blender for this podcast. <laughs> a blender is not for the podcast. But how do you, Aaron, is that wild that he doesn't own a blender? I do own a blender. I mean, yes, we own a There you go, blender, Russell. So I'm like 15 bucks at Joe from Woodbury's place. It literally is the cheapest item you can have, Russell. Why do you not have a blender? Don't you? I mean, I don't have a blender. Guys, 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 stop talking about it. Christmas is less than six months old. Sorry. <laughs> stop. Prepare to get three different blenders. Very nice. Rob, are we going to talk about the story behind your favorite guitar solo of all time? I did so much no. internet sleuthing for you this week to try to understand this. Oh, yeah, I didn't do anything. I heard you say that last week, and I was like, ah, Aaron will take it. So, what, <laughs> so, Aaron, why do you want to destroy what I love? Please tell me. This is Again, this is my favorite guitar solo of all time, so Aaron's going to now destroy that. No, it's actually a very cool story. So they recorded the album in Jamaica. So this is on Catch a Fire, I think. And then Bob Marley took the tapes to London to remaster them with a producer named Chris Blackhall. Right. This is a cool story. I love it. And this producer wanted to make the music more marketable to American and and British audiences. So he, he happened to have a guy who was a muscle shoals guitarist. I think his name was Wayne Perkins. Yeah. Hanging around the studio. And he said, Hey, here's this thing. Do some Southern, do, do your Southern rock stuff to this, to the, to these tracks. And he did one on concrete jungle, one on steer it up. And then one on favorite Bob Marley song, by the way, concrete jungle. So good. Yes. So Wayne Perkins also been on that one. And there's a great story about how he went into the studio and he was like, I didn't know how to deal with this music because I'd never heard it before. And the bass and the keys were matched up in a different way, but I did my thing. And then Bob Marley came in and he heard it and he was so excited. He was doing cartwheels to hear what it had, like what his music could sound like. And it changed his, his, his view about it. So it's a great, it's a great story. So the long and short, the the short version of that great story, Aaron, is they overdubbed the guitar solo later, right? Like that never was played with the rest. Yeah. I mean, yes. Everything I love is is a lie. It's terrible. But but it's still a great sound and a great uh, I'm sorry, Rob. I wasn't trying to. No, I not it was you, a good Mom. story. I'm not talking about you. All <laughs> right. Am I the only one that thought the song "Stir It Up" was called "Hysteria"? I thought I thought the song was "Hysteria" the whole time. I never knew the song was "Stir It Up." Did you guys That's know my favorite song by that it was doors. "Stir It Up"? Well, let's 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 just let's listen real quick. Yeah, listen to it. I heard hysteria. I don't know. I mean, I mean Russell, I can hear it now. Now that you say it. I, I Covered later it. by Def Leppard. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's where that guitar solo comes in. That's where it is actually Def Leppard put it in. They worked at Muscle Shoals. It's hysteria. It's a, it's a good thing this wasn't ranked number one, because if our podcast was called Def Leppard Did It Better, I don't think it would have the same ring as it. Uh, <laughs> no way. Now. Everybody loves oh. Beck way more than Def Leppard. Everybody... <laughs> When I say back to the better, they definitely go, oh, what does that title mean? Just kidding. Nobody ever asked me what the title is. One love, people get ready. This is Matt. Another Tonight, trying on suits, right? people get ready. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. He's also wearing one glove because he works at the Michael Jackson impersonation store. A lot of, I didn't want to say that, but it's true. Aaron, I read that this incorporates some of the 1965 impression song, which was written by Curtis Mayfield. Did you know that? Little yes, Curtis indeed. Mayfield right. influence on that song. People get ready, yeah. I did think that song was super fly. <laughs> you know, you know what like, was what? you know what was crazy to me? I also read about this song here. This song never made the Billboard chart. This song has made the Billboard chart once by another group, and it was from the TV show Glee. It made the Billboard chart. Wow. This song by Bob Marley never made the chart. That is crazy, anything, isn't it? Anything That's from wild. a TV show should never make the Billboard charts. Oh, tell us more. Why not? I think all our greatest TV shows to be put together, and that's my favorite TV show now. can you imagine woody giving a beer to uh tony soprano and then all of a sudden the golden girls walking in saying tony (laughs) how do you know my three favorite shows and they're sitting they're they're sitting at the bar next to the polar bear from lost Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) there was a polar bear on lost i never made it that far yeah and then uh uh desperate housewives get stuck in a washing machine yeah that's not really a tv show yes Actually, that is kind of what I do, though, when I'm searching. I'm like, okay. Jerry Seinfeld, Ray Romano walk in, and they're talking to Tim the Toolman Taylor, and Tony's got to tell them all to shut up because they won't. I mean, I'm writing like compilation, washing machine, you know, like blonde, older. Like you have to you have to start combining. It's just like it's a great hits album. It's really, now it, I'm not going to think about anything else when I'm doing that. Oh, see, mom, on the internet, like it's like short clips. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. All right. So then there's a silver throne and yeah, there's a dragons and I, man, it's just crazy. Why does this clip always only have six minutes? It feels like there should be much longer. It should be like 48 minutes, but somehow they cram it all into six minutes. Right, Rob? It's like when you go to a pool and the men's bathroom is always empty. You're like, I know why this is, but I don't like it. (laughs) All right. I shot the sheriff. (laughs) Whoa. I don't like it. Uh, Every water park, going to the men's bathroom, it's totally empty. It's, it's very unnerving. What what a fantastic start to a song, right? It yeah. certainly is, Russell. You know, the interesting thing that jumped out to me is I, I realized this song starts with the chorus. Aaron, you're a music theory guy. Normally songs go verse, chorus, oh, whoa, verse, two, right. chorus. Right. This song starts right with the chorus. I shot the sheriff. So I thought we could do a list about the greatest songs ever that kick off and start with the chorus. Yo, You're this going is, deep. Whoa, Dude, Russell, this is deep. awesome. Oh my God, that's so smart. Okay, go ahead. First up, the first song that starts with the chorus is The Foundations from 1961. This is Build Me Up Buttercup. You guys wow. will know this one. Is that a chorus at the beginning or what? That's yeah. literally the beginning of the song. Like, it's great. I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. And the song is so erotic. I read that there's this guy named David Essex, and he was offered this song, but he turned it down because he didn't like the title. Can you imagine how much money that fucking guy flushed because he didn't oh. like the title of Build Me Up Buttercup? Huge mistake. It, it is. When you say it, though, when you just say it, speak it, you're like, hey, I mean, how can that be a good song? Hey, you're going to sing a song called Build Me Up Buttercup. And it's like, okay, I smell a hit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it starts off just real. But I mean, no one, no one, I don't even know who the lead singer is of the, of the foundations, but no one could have done it like him. It's amazing. The, in, the interesting thing, they did this in another song. We don't need to play it, but if you guys remember the song, 
Baby, now that I found you, also kicked off with the chorus. So it's the, it oh, was I kind can of hear a, it. Yeah, right. Ooh. Oh, Rob, that's great. man, you're telling <laughs> yeah, this guy. Now, now that I found you, I've been looking for. Ooh, great song. Sorry, guys. Kicks I was looking for Rosie's song earlier, and I typed it in nuts and butts, and I'm pretty distracted by what came up. Now that I found you, I can let you go. Let you go. Leave me go. Can I just say this, Russell? Can I just say this? Yeah, go for it. I do think. Build Me Up Buttercup would be an almost impossible karaoke song to sing. Because you would have to nail that first note again. Are we going to try it? Are we rehashing an old thing here? Let's try it, Rob. Let's hear it. We have to try it. If this is what my parents come in and they're like, you woke up the whole cab and sing. Hey, if Rob does it, we all got to try it. Remember, everyone's in. Everyone's in or everyone's out. Rob was like a distant fourth on the last one. So, yeah, he's got to redeem himself here. your chance to redeem yourself? Everybody's in, everybody's up. That's the banner that was up at Russ's brother's place for the wife swap when we went up there. <laughs> All right. Here we go. The foundations build me up. And if you understand that joke, you are you have a real problem because you have listened to episode one of this podcast. What's your problem? That's for me and music, Mike. All right. Uh, here we go. Thanks for listening, Mike. Why do you do it? No, you got to give it a better effort. Than you didn't even try. Okay. It's coming. Right, comes right away. It you got to right be prepared. Away. Here we go. Do you build me up? That wasn't, that wasn't that bad. That wasn't that, that bad. Was nice. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Here we All go. Right. Who's up next, Matt? Sure. Let's, let's get it, Matt. <laughs> Ooh. What do you build me up? There we go. Just to let me down. I better go before off, Aaron. Right. I don't want to go. The last time you guys, when we did this, I had to go after Aaron. It was such bullshit. That's embarrassing. Aaron though. sang this song at my wedding. Jenny hated it. <laughs> All right. She hated the title of it. That was what it was. She hated the title. She's like, oh. Hey, Rob, did you know no, I sing no, no at time. Aaron's wedding? Oh, you missed your mark. You missed your mark. You're fired from the foundations. All right, one more time. Why do you feel me <laughs> up? Buttercup, <laughs> baby, when you let me down. Now, I will say, Russell, one thing I noticed with the musician is that he doesn't take a giant breath before he sings like I heard out of you. Okay. <laughs> so before we do this, Aaron, what was your major in college? <laughs> Vocal performance. Oh, and he's doing that sex sign with the <laughs> finger in the hole, but he's got two holes and he's going to be Oh, gross. All right, here we go. Don't stress here. Don't stress. What do you build me up? Oh, I couldn't even hear it. You got to redo that. I couldn't even hear it. I think that was good. We cannot redo it, Russell. This is going to be like <laughs> it's gonna a be there. Hour. It's going to be there. All right. It'll be there. It. Okay, we're doing it. Quick, Aaron. What do you build me up that's that's tough. That's Baby, hard, just to okay. let me down. I think Russell win that, wins that. First thing involves. And the foundations are calling. You're in. You're set. All right. Next up on the list, this is one of the most popular people in the world over the last year and a half. I would say this is Dolly Parton, Jolene. Check this song out. This oh, is the chorus wow. at the beginning. Great. Listen to the chorus song. at the beginning. Jolene, Jolene. Also, yeah, it's just Jolene, rocking guitar. I'm going to tell you, Russell, I played this list for my family and they think you're a goddamn genius because they loved every song. <laughs> and it was so weird because when my mom, never mind, I'll make, oh, shit, I made the joke too early. It should have been after this song. Let me make that joke again yeah, after this she, song. Is she looking, Rob? Or what, what's going <laughs> on? You mentioned your mom. Is, is she, Rob, Rob, Rob's mom. What was that sound bite? I don't know. Rob's it doesn't exist. We deleted this. it. He's not happy about this one. <laughs> It's, 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 it's time for one-on-one with Aaron's mom. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
Great callback. Why well, to make that sound bite? It's terrible. I, I love that song. Yeah, great song. Next up on the list, Rob, we talked a few weeks ago about your love for VH1 songs and VH1 albums. I thought this was the perfect VH1 song. This is Belinda Carlisle, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Oh, man. I'm pulling down my sweatpants just hearing the intro, thinking of the words. This is a great chorus at the oh. beginning. VH1 style just for you, Rob. Awesome. Oh, this has that kind of slow drum entrance, too. And Aaron, I thought you would like this. This was nominated for Best Female Vocal Performance in 1988. Lost to your favorite, Whitney Houston with I Want to Dance with Somebody. Oh, oh, that's so cool. You know, wow. And her song, her song, The Story, that came out in like 2010 or something, is just phenomenal, too. She's had a nice long career. Who is that? Belinda Carlisle. Well, you know right? what she's named after? She was in a store, and she's like, I need something to drive around. Where should I go? And the guy was like, well, just go down to aisle four. It's the car aisle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Russell, you keep going, please. Oh, by the way, here's where I'm going to make the joke. My mom was so excited to listen to these songs, and especially this one, Russell. She loved this song. She was like, this was the first dance at our wedding. This next one? Mm-hmm. It's well, true. the reason this I played out this when you for were you, Rob, is you've talked about maybe you couldn't really get all the action uh-huh. you needed from VH1. This song here was definitely on MTV. This is Naughty by Nature, Hip Hop Parade. This is a chorus at the beginning. Yes. This is a banger. Oh, hey. All of us are doing the hey-ho thing. You know what I really thought of when I heard this is a week ago, Rob told us when you're dancing, you should never have the hands over your shoulders. But when Naughty by Nature, the hands got to go up. Am I right? You have to do it for Naughty. I like to think somebody's listening to this podcast on a bike and they started doing that. Now they crashed. (laughs) If you did that, please text in. Now they crashed. 802-277-BECK. And put hip-hop hooray oh no. Did you guys know that the director for the hip-hop hooray video was spike lee really it was a spike lee joint it was a spike lee joint i'm telling you i watched that video when you sent it to me i thought it was awesome the guy had the hat with the with the tassels coming down on his face and i was like these guys are naughty by nature like that's what's your naughty by nature back in the day do you you remember being into naughty by nature matt oh yeah yeah then they had opp and everybody wanted to figure out what that was about and nobody knew but then everybody knew that nobody knew and then Huh? What did it mean? Well, I cannot. Other tell people's you that privates, this... isn't it? Other people's property. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of P's that could be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, my dad was in the military and he says about other people's privates. Well, it's another five letter <laughs> word rhyming with cleanest and meanest, right? So it's the. Oh, Aaron. Jeez. Aaron. God damn he said Aaron. it. Tretch said it. I didn't say it. Like, I come, I come with this verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and you go right to just the filth. That's what I'm going to start calling my penis. Oh, you're going to start calling it OPP? You're going to call your penis the fill? Sounds like me at that powerlifting meet when I was taking those pictures. There was OPP. All right, last pants. last song on the list of the greatest songs ever that start with a chorus. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Russell. Aaron, yes, sir. did you hear that joke? Because you didn't laugh at it at all. Am I on a joke embargo? Are you oh, mad no. that I said shut Aaron, up to you? Did you shut him down? <laughs> did you hear that joke? No, I, I Rob, Rob, Rob go back to, Russell was oh, trying to go back to Naughty by Nature. I think Aaron's quick. laugh got stuck, stuck in it's Sue's canal too fast. earlier. It's moving too fast. <laughs> this is our best episode we've the ever done. The beginning of Naughty by Nature, this this rap this might be the greatest opening to a rap song ever. You think, I think. so? I don't know. Oh, for sure. Play it real quick. He's got the deep oh, I think that's awesome. I think it's great. It's tough to beat. 
The B. Yeah. Aaron was talking about the, the one he likes so much. <laughs> but is this an opening? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, there's two openings. I'm like, Aaron with a thing again with the fingers. Like, Mom, it's a thing with the fingers. You know what I was going to say? Is I don't know if something can be the greatest rap song ever if it's performed at halftime of a Timberwolves game. That's but I, I hope to God that one day I get to see a repeat of Biggie's sex skit at the halftime of a Wolves game. It's that just would be the, amazing. It's just the mattress. It's just the mattress they land on when they dunk and like the, yes. the mascot. Oh my God, that'd be so good. The last song on the list of the greatest songs ever that start with the chorus. We haven't got to these guys yet. I'm convinced this band has one of the 10 greatest albums ever. It's Guns N' Roses. This is Paradise City. This is a chorus beginning for a song. It's similar in style to the Belinda Carlisle track, right? Where you get the multi-track vocals and then just the drums. You talk to Belinda Carlisle, it turns out... VH1 called this one of the 21, the 21st best metal song ever by VH1, Rob. I know you're a VH1 guy. They like it, too. <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> by the way, that album is not coming up for 62. So just to give you an idea. That is bullshit. That is bullshit. Just, just to give you there. an idea. You think, oh, 62, that's not that far away. That's 13 weeks from now. <laughs> so that is that is Halloween, just to give everybody an idea. <laughs> oh, no, actually, it's right. It's it's. It's it's right when school starts. That's when we're going to give our that. listeners something to look forward to. So what do you think, Aaron? Verse, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, or are you a chorus first guy now? I'm chorus verse all the way now. I mean, you got to just start with a bang. I love it. That might be your best list ever. Thank yeah. you, man. It's, it's, it's so good. It's so it, good. And of course, Aaron was a Aaron was a chorus second guy because first he was in band. Hey, we heard all those boring stories. <laughs> all right, let's get back. Check to out the that. Stevie Wonder episodes if you want more Aaron band stories. <laughs> Let's get back to talking about OPP. So the thing with OPP is it's like, oh, PP. All right. Waiting in vain. And you thought I was going to make a joke about medical stuff here, but I didn't. Is, it, is this the weakest song on the album? This is like, to me, the yes. only one that's not a, a knockdown, drag out, number one hit, right? Aaron is wrong about jamming, and he's wrong about how much he hates his album. So yes, this is by far the weakest one. It's still some yeah, fun For me, part. jamming is the track I don't love. But I, I mean, I, if, if anyone's like, I'm, I'm down to like anybody's song. opinion. I like this song. Do you like, like it, man? Yeah. I don't know. If you're going to ditch one, though, that would be the one off the album to get rid of. Or jamming. Maybe satisfy my soul. I, mm, yeah, that's, that's a good choice too. You can hear his voice here. Oh man, they, they make up for this real quick. This is amazing. So good. I mean, he, you can just hear how great of a singer he is. And like, from a pure song standpoint, this is like one of the greatest songs of yeah, all time. 100%. Just a, and this is one of those songs that when I was younger, like I was like a little Aaron and I was listening to the song and I was like, oh, it's a good song. And then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, Oh, he's like really talking about something. You realize like that's what everybody's doing, uh, you know, the whole time. So I was like, what does hip hop hooray ho mean? Like I'm trying to get into the lyrics and figure it out. God, that was a good statement I had and I killed it with a terrible joke. <laughs> no, it's oh, well, good. It's I'll good edit out. it. So it's funny. I, 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 listened to the, I listened to the yeah. Uprising album today and I felt like, uh, so that's from 19, the, the album's from 1980. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for thinking of that joke. Is funny. <laughs> oh, Aaron, come on. That that's right. That, that's right. <laughs> By the way, you guys can't see this, but I have a whole page where it's just his laughs. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and I'm uh, honestly sorry about cutting you off there. I don't know exactly. I mean, because this stuff is all over the map in terms of when and where it was recorded, but early on in the early tracks in the Uprising album, it sounds like his voice is maybe, you know, suffering from all the, 
Smokey inhaled. And then, and then he comes out and does this, which is the closing song on the album. And I don't know again when it was recorded, but he sounds perfect. It's incredible. And other tracks on the album, it sounds like his voice is kind of failing. And this is just like killer. It's one of the greatest vocal performances ever on a song. I think I would, I would stand by that statement because I made it. Okay. And I have a standing desk. I also have a really tall chair. Oh, got around it. Smart fit guys. I don't think so. Satisfy my soul. I like the horns on here. That's maybe like a ska influence, right? You can hear, can you hear Russell, that guitar on the offbeat? What does guitar on the offbeat mean? I don't know what that means. Aaron's showing you. Okay. But this is the Whalers, right? Most of these songs have the Whalers, or is that? I think so, yeah. So did they break up or did they leave for solo or or how long were the Whalers with Bob Marley? I think till he died. Because I saw Rita Marley touring with a bunch of the Whalers. Yeah, but then I I was looking it up because coming to the State Fair this year is the the legendary Whalers, right? Oh, yeah. On like September 2nd. And then and the weird then thing is that sudden, has Mike first, Love from the Beach Boys in it. That's the weird first thing about it. comes out with their, with their, uh, they've got the Whalers opening, uh, the big, big woo is opening up for the Whalers, like August something, middle of August. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're coming then and there. But apparently there's a couple of versions of the Whalers now out in the ether playing. So I don't know. I think they must've had a few different lineups because the, all these albums span what? 74. Three to eighty-three. All the songs from here come from about a ten-year period. The bottom line is, if you're a reggae musician in modern times, you got to go around playing Bob Marley songs. I mean, what's the latest yeah. greatest reggae hit that you've ever heard? It literally might be Buffalo Soldier. Like that might be it. That's <laughs> 1985. Twelve like. inches of snow by snow. Exodus. This is right here. This whole album, the bass is so strong. Peter Tosh on the bass. He on bass or guitar. Was Family Man the bass player? Family Man was the bass guy, I believe. It's, it's so. Hey, it's Rob, Rob, that's, how, that's how we had all those kids. He was doing. Doom, 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 doom. He had the rhythm, man. It worked yeah, for him. He, stuck had, the with the bass he had the motion in the ocean. Doom, 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 doom. Reggae CD I once bought at Barnes & Noble in Des Moines, oh. Iowa. It was The oh, Wailing boy. Souls, Too Much Tension. That's got some good tracks on it. I don't know. I just bought it at Barnes & Noble. That's the one I remember. I want to feel I really, what the I, sun no, in my no, face. No, we already yeah. did the singing bit. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you didn't hear that, by the way, it is out because it wasn't that funny. All right. So a song that Aaron hates on an album that Aaron hates to close out. Aaron would like the song better if it was called Slam Duncan. He never liked when they were referred to dunks as jams. He wanted it to be Slam Duncan. I think I agree with NBA you. Jam, NBA Jam, NBA Slam Dunks. Or or Aaron always preferred the term facialize. Facial oh. for those types of things. So Aaron, what is it that you don't uh, I think this song yep. sucks. Oh no, Aaron, you don't I didn't like even get to ask my question. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I it just this one just for me of all the tracks on the album just seems a little too uh, sing songy and just too kind of you know stereotypical. How do you feel about being the bad? Cut. How There's do you feel about being the bad guy tonight, Aaron? You're the, you're kind of the bad guy tonight. How do you feel about that? Honestly, I feel bad about it because Bob Marley is such a legend. Not to borrow the phrase and is such an important figure in world music uh, and to so many people around the world. So I feel bad. I feel bad. 
didn't stop you from doing that to Carol King, what you did a few months back. Song. But... Hey, welcome to K-Rob, everybody. This song's going out to Rosie. <laughs> We're not liking the Bob Marley album. If you haven't heard He's the latest, such a back to the better. <laughs> How do you like that, Bill? <laughs> this song is good, too. I want to listen to these songs. I don't want to talk to you guys. I want to just listen to this music. All right. So we are at that point in the night where we have finished the album. I cannot wait. You know what? I'm going to call on Rosie last for this one because I cannot see wait to see what he's going to say for this. It's time for our patented, but yet still pretty popular, rating system. Oh, yeah. And now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The patented, very popular Wait, you just said that. Rating system. This is the part of the show that oh, only Russell and I have ever listened to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have people texting us. You never say what album's next. It's like, yeah, because you don't listen to the end of the damn episode. All right. Uh, this is, listen, we got a rating system here. Uh, and this is the one part I actually don't want my parents to hear because this would be the most embarrassing thing to try to explain of like, so you guys talk for 90 minutes about now. And then you when, you, do- when you do those groaning sounds, that's what you really don't want to be here. Rob, what was the groaning sound? Uh, uh. <laughs> I would pay a billion dollars for Rob's parents to walk in, on, walk in on him in the bathroom making that groaning sound right now. Like I was like, this is Russell's list. He made a great list. And then I, they were like, well, what does Matt do on the podcast? And I was like, uh. well, this is what he contributed. I don't know. Sick of, sick of the mind. We've got a rating system here. Is this album rolling well toned at 48? It's perfect where it is. It's it's the, oh, 48. Oh, my God. And actually, this was 46 on the original list. So think about that. It is pretty well toned. Is this a rolling bone? Should this album be way, way higher? It got bone being back here at 48. Or is this a rolling groan? Oh. And that will be edited, so it sounds like I know what I'm doing. I love this how you have the clip. You, you, don't, you won't just make the noise yourself. You got to play your own clip. <laughs> okay, guess right now. Ready? Close your eyes, Russell. Here we go. Ready? All right. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> Late night recording. All right. So, is this or is this a rolling groan? Uh, Who knows? It was it. Oh wait, I talked during it. You know, it was to be. Uh, that means that you did not like this album. It should be higher than forty-eight. Listen, 49, 50, 51. Those numbers are higher, also lower on the list. If you don't understand, go back to episode one when we talked about the wife swap. I explained it very clearly there for the first time, and those guys were totally confused. But by 48, they've got it. By the way, we're almost 10% done with this podcast. Uh, Russ, what do you think? I loved every song on the album. To me, if you compare this to anything we've listened to, I think it's by far the number one album compared to everything we've listened to. I don't even think it would be close. But this needs to be compared to the Beatles 1 or whatever the Beatles' greatest hits are. Uh, what Rolling Stones, I think, has the greatest hits that covers 10 years of, of albums. Bob Dylan has greatest hits. This nice. is not comparing apples to apples. To me, this shouldn't be on the list at all. I think it's the first time you could say when it comes to albums, if you go to Beck Odelay at 424, that album should be on the list higher than this one because it's not a greatest hits. So when it comes to being on this album, I think <laughs> who did it better? Beck did it better. I think Beck <laughs> did it better than this. So I think it's a rolling grown uh, grown it should be lower on the list it shouldn't be on the list at all should have a higher even, number even though i think it's amazing it should have a higher number it shouldn't be on the list it's not comparing the same thing so oh i loved it but should rolling grown so russ made fun of aaron via text all week only to swing around <laughs> and join him at the very end you That's realize sick. though i didn't say i hated the music and then put all those angry <laughs> emojis like aaron did this week 
I just said yeah. it wasn't properly on the right list. Yeah. Saying it's a video of him farting on his record player. Yeah, it was really <laughs> gross here. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, Matt. It's your record player. Your, why would you do it to your own? Well, he doesn't player? have a CD player. <laughs> oh. And he loves the radio. And then every time he would say, I got to get up and stand up, and he'd walk over to the record. It was really brutal, Aaron. I'm not even going to tell you how he changed sides. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? I'm going to say rolling well-toned. Uh, I think um, this album, I've, I've listened to it m- more than most albums on the list. And while it is a greatest hits, I never knew it was a greatest hits. I don't think most people understand that it's a greatest hits kind of a deal. And so I, from what I know, from what it is, I mean, this is a Bob Marley album to me that I will listen to for a very long time. And yeah, it should get some knocks for being a greatest hits. But for me personally, I'm going to say it's rolling well toned uh, in the top 50 here. Aaron, what do you think? Is this rolling well toned, rolling boned or rolling grown? I'm going to start off by saying, I'm going to give our listeners... I'm going to give our listeners, I'm going to do them a favor. I'm going to say, go out, turn off this podcast, listen to Catch a Fire, listen to Natty Dread, listen to Burnin', listen to Kaya. These are great Bob Marley albums, all of which would have been worthy of being on the list. Again, as I said earlier, if we're just going on a pure listening experience, this thing is rolling boned. This is more fun to listen to than anything we've heard. But to me, it, it sits outside the... The uh, the realm of what we've heard so far, but I'm going to go with Rolling Bone because if we're just going to open up the list and hear anything, this is you know this is a lot better than uh, a lot of stuff that came ahead of it. What, what, what the shit? What? Hold on. <laughs> what, what the what the fuck just happened? You, you you spent the whole week sending angry emojis, and now you're like backtracking, be like Rolling Bone. It should be mm-hmm. higher on the list. I'm going. An- yeah, I'm going full an- anarchy on this. Like, forget it. Let's just you know, fuck it. Let's you were lying in the weeds all week. That was a handbagged son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, all week. Russell, this is a classic move where the popular kids invite you out to the quarry and then they yes. don't show up. It's yes. just Russell yes. at the quarry. Sandbag and son of a bitch. Yeah. Aaron's like, you definitely should fire up that app when you're in Orlando, Russ. That's the right way to go. Mm-hmm. And then it's, no, you should have never no, Aaron, done that. Why? That move was rolling. Roll. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. What the shit? Have a, have Rob, a, what do you think about this album? This and it better get a better response this time. This is a rolling <laughs> reggae music mon. Oh, I did not not want to do the accent. Listen, there is one album in my life that my cousins and I would get our cousins and I to take their uh, skid loader that they had at the farm, cover it with Jamaican flags and weed symbols. Okay. Even though we were like 10 at the time. Like, can you imagine you coming home? Just imagine guys, you come home and your kids have covered it in something in weed symbols. And they're like, check this out, Bob Marley. It's like, it, it, this album was such a huge influence on me uh, growing up. It's incredible. Like what other album would cause you to buy a hat with the hair on the back, which is probably going to get me in trouble if that picture comes out anytime soon. Right. You get the dreadlocks hat and you're wearing it around. You're like, yes, I love Bob Marley. Okay. And all the girls are like, Oh, Rob data. And I'm like, I don't have time. Okay. I'm so busy. <laughs> I'm in <the> library. <laughs> I'm inventing a stand up desk. It's the desk you stand up at. Do you like that idea? No, nobody does. <laughs> Listen, is it a best of? Yes. Does it suck that it's on the list? Yes. Did it get millions of people into reggae and is still the greatest reggae album of all time? Also, yes. Did it cause- Do I answer all of my own questions? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's this, this, you cannot deny how fierce this album, you cannot deny just how powerful you this album fierce? is. No, we need it's to edited out. It. Shut up. It's edited out. We need out. to add this immediately if you just drop the word fierce. <laughs> 
So next, seriously, we gotta we gotta get to the stop end. trying to make fetch happen. Next up, okay. <laughs> what are we in the Bay Area? Well, no, not neither are they anymore. Really, it's forty nine. We're up to the forty nine on the list. <laughs> My whole life growing up, I had one goal. Whenever I got on the bus, I was like, "Ho ha, hush that fuss." Everybody moved to the back of the bus. Next week we have Outcast, Aquamini. Aquemini. Say a writer, pay the price. What do you want to hear about the greatest album? I thought it was about a tiny aquarium. But you're just too lazy. I spent so much money on a tiny aquarium getting ready for this. Rustling by a blanket. Nope. I spent enough money on this fucking bike. Can't wait to talk about that stuff. Oh yeah. I'm still for it. Did it better. This is the angriest Matt's going to be until he gets into that new office and realizes there's only one floor with a bathroom. There's only one floor where he can take care of his business. It's co-ed. He will have a rolling groan when he finds that out. Uh, what, what's this sound going to sound like when he figures it out, Rob? No, the greatest thing is I think there's like 40 people. made. There's like two people there. I got that whole son bitch myself, man. It's going to be great. Uh, I'll tell you what. That thing, you're going to get to that thing, Matt. And it's going to be a single bathroom, single stall. And it's going to say, anybody can be in this bathroom. You're going to be like, this is the worst day of my entire life. <laughs> this is awful. Aquemini. Aquemini. Aquamini. 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 Okay, I'm saying it so hey, I can that, edit hey, it later. Case. You, were, you were talking about the best thing that's are, that are minis. Aquamini is the Aquamini best mini thing right that's there. out there. Aquamini. 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 <laughs> Hey, Mickey, let's go swimming. Not now, Aquamini. 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 I'm getting a clean edit so I can edit in there later. And then you guys look like idiots. It's the classic Aaron tricking Ross move. Aaron, what a bunch of bullshit. 